Thompson bends her ears back. Going to go one-on-one. -on -one. Alyssa Thompson, could this be the moment? Goes past the goalkeeper and puts it in the back of the net. Welcome to NWSL. Welcome to another episode of Diaspora United. I am Andre Carlisle, and I am here, of course, and as always, with my co-host, Courtney Stith. Courtney, how are you? I almost just sneezed. I was trying to keep it keep it off mic, <laughs> but I'm doing well considering. I'm uh, really excited for the NWSL season to start, even though I will be watching the first few games in a funky time zone, but I'm really excited. You know what? I just actually... I have to take a quick sidebar. We got a lot to get to, but when you mention sneezing, I have to be honest. This is one of those things that I am like, I'm always fascinated by everybody's sneeze because it's one of the most ridiculous things that we all do and we all just act like it's normal because we all do it. But like the range of sounds that come from people's like nose explosions cracks me up. I was really wondering where you were going with this. And you're like, wait a moment, let me talk about sneeze for a second. Oh, yeah, no, it, it's one of those things that just makes me happy for no reason uh, every time I hear it. So it's it's absolutely incredible uh, because it's, I mean, watch somebody sneeze. It's the most ridiculous. Like nobody looks cool or smart or <laughs> sexy or anything when they sneeze. It's just hilarious. I just feel like it's one thing. It's like the great equalizer. Everybody looks ridiculous when they sneeze and it's, it, it makes me happy. <laughs> fair well i luckily i did not sneeze on on mike because i was i felt it coming but i got it away and i'm disappointed you didn't so if you have to just <laughs> let it go it'll be fun it'll be great um so welcome to this episode y'all uh this is going to be the first of our nwsl season preview we're going to have three separate episodes that are going to drop we are going to split the league into fours we're going to do angel city Chicago Red Stars, Gotham, and Houston in the first one. We're going to do Kansas City Current, North Carolina Courage, OL Reign, and, Orl and Orlando Pride uh, in the second one. And in the last one, we're going to do Portland Thorns, Rossing, that's right, still happening, Wave, and the Spirit. We are going to do them all. So in this episode, again, Angel City, Chicago, Gotham, Houston. Courtney, are you ready? I am ready. Sweet. Let's do it. Angel City FC missed the playoffs last year, but we know there were quite a few injuries, unfortunate for them. Uh, and it was really unfortunate for all of us, to be honest, because very excited to see how this team was going to ball out. Very excited to see how Kristen Press was going to ball out. And then we just kind of got a team that really had to play a lot differently than what they really wanted to, ended up doing it okay for a little while took a little while for them to adjust and then ended up missing the playoffs when it really felt like they'd done enough to put together a team that could make the playoffs so uh courtney heading into the season in 2023 you want to go through key additions and losses for the team yeah so some key additions are going to be the next goat Alyssa thompson drafted yep, first yep. overall in that this most recent nwsl draft uh, and they also added Merritt Mathias and Katie Johnson, um, Merritt Mathias of 
the North Carolina Courage and Katie Johnson from San Diego. Um, and key losses. I'm not reading the first part of her <laughs> phrase. Uh, nope. You must be stopped. Carrie Ricaro left and went to Chicago. And then That's they gold still machine, have... Carrie Ricaro, to you. I, I knew you wanted to say it so bad. And I said, you must be stopped. <laughs> um, and they've also, uh, Kristen Press is still coming back from injury. Um, and Sid LaRue is not on the season ending injury list however like we do know that we apparently she's been seen walking around in a boot here and there so oh but no 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 she's actually it looks like she's starting an intense part of pt looks like she's doing some pretty intense (laughs) she also posted about her instagram stories uh apparently she's been she's being worked pretty hard and so that's a good sign you know just have to make sure that that injury is still uh, responding well, that she's still able to put all of the pressure, deal with all of the movements that happen with the leg and everything. But it does seem good that she's doing, it, it seems like she's getting there. Uh, and so it is very good to see her with that SEI tag removed, which means she is much closer to her return to the pitch, I would think. Yeah, and I also want to mention that uh, Vanessa Gilles is on loan still with Lyon, um, and Allison Swaby is on loan with PSG. In the um, key losses category, I heard, isn't Gilles supposed to come back mid-season or something like that? I'm not 100% sure. Um, Don't know. I mean, it was technically a loan. However, it's going to be interesting because I think if Leon wants her, Leon maybe gets to, gets to keep her. I think that the only thing that she had in her contract was that she can't be traded to another NWSL team. But if they end up working out some sort of compensation to make that loan permanent, I do think that's a possibility. Haven't heard anything, but just want to put it out there. Yeah, and also actually announced today that um, uh, I believe her name is Scarlett Camaros. Yes, uh, was also has come from Club America um, to join the team as well. So those are yeah your key additions and also key losses. Even though I will say for those two loans, because of like the nature of the NWSL season, may may or may not come back. Not one hundred percent sure. Yeah, and I and to be honest, should have said this off top. This is my bad. I put together the doc, so don't blame Courtney. Key addition is also the return of Sarah Gordon. Yes, That's which we will massive. definitely talk about later. Um, <laughs> even though she's going to leave the team, but she is she is one hundred percent back, um, and it's already starting to ball out. Yeah, I I think that that gift that I posted was just like the perfect encapsulation of what Sarah Gordon does and how much she cleans up. So that defense, if nothing else, should be much improved. And then we'll see as they get their attacking players back. One thing that I, I so the way we're going to do this, just so y'all know, for every team, Courtney and I are going to break down kind of just like a season overall, who we think is going to be like the surprise player on the team, who we think is going to be like the MVP on the team. And then we're just going to give like a prediction. This can be any sort of prediction that comes to our mind. It's not necessarily going to be like where the team's going to finish on the table, though it could be that. It's just going to be something that we feel is certain, almost certain to happen uh, this season regarding the team. So they could go in all sorts of directions, but we feel like that's the fun of it. And so we'll see what we come up with. Um, so I don't know, uh, Courtney, do you have anything else that you kind of want to say or mention about the squad uh, before we get into doing all that? Yeah, I feel like with Angel City, they're, you know, even though the squad they had, um, they released their 25-player roster, but really, the squad feels a lot leaner than that. You saw, like, Chris and Press still has a season-ending injury tag, 
which is pain for us. Hopefully she's back quite nice. soon. But, you know, so then you're down to 24. And then we have the, uh, with Gilles on loan, Swaby on loan. It's really 23, which I feel like we're, like, we're used to bigger squads in the end. Well, we're not used to bigger squads in the NWSL, but I feel like for a lot of NWSL squads, and to be fair, the trade window is still open, but we are like very, very used to having the squad be like as many players as possible because we know how, you know, how much of it, how much of the grind of a grind the league is, you know, with travel, day in, day out, crunchy tackles all over the place. So kind of surprised at this, like, well, obviously we know that Scarlett Camaros came in, so technically they're sitting at 23, but I don't know. I was kind of expecting them to maybe have some more players coming in. So this brings me to a good point on discussing Angel City is that I am, I just give up. Like I am done trying to guess when this team is going to make a signing. Anything that I happen to hear from people that may be like, oh, okay, this is going to happen at this time. It doesn't seem to matter. This team, I don't know what they do. I don't know what their plan is. I don't know nothing. And, it, and it's a little frustrating. And basically, this is about Tobin Heath. Um, she is a free agent. We have not seen or heard anything. It's been heavily rumored that she's going to end up with Angel City. And it's just that, like, you think that, okay, they're going to have to announce this sometime soon, and then they don't. You know, the, all the rosters go through in preseason, and her name never appears they never do their big social media splash that we know they're going to do, put her up on a billboard. None of that happens. And so then you're thinking, okay, maybe she's just recovering from injury. Maybe by the time rosters are finalized, you're going to see her name. They're going to be ready to announce it. Nope, final roster drop. Ain't got a word. So like like Courtney said, I think it's the, the first week of April is one of those days, like April 5th or 6th is like the last day for trades or, or signings. So we'll just have to see what happens. I, I, I got to give up. But I do think that there is plenty of room in the in Angel City squad. I think you are correct. It looks thin. But to me, that means that they're working on stuff. Um, when it will be finalized, I have no clue. I don't know who the players are going to be. Like I said, I don't, I don't know a thing. So it's a little frustrating because I do, while I do think that this is a good start to, to the players, I still think that there could be some important players signed that we just don't know about yet. So we're going to have to go with what we got. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, Andre, do you want to get into who you're, who is going to be your surprise player and team MVP? Yeah, let's do it. So I'm going to say June Endo, which, again, when I say surprise, I know. We, we know about June Endo now, all right? She already had a year in the league. She had a, a, a very good year in the league and is looking to build on that. My thing is, though, is that I think given that, and again, this could change if Angel City brings in a, a, a midfielder, you know, from some other place that's going to start in that midfield, maybe this changes it and June Endo stays as a wide playmaker. But I'm kind of thinking that as, as the roster stands now, June Endo is going to end up in that midfield, and I think she's going to do a very good job there. So I think it'll be kind of a not really a new player, but a new player in a bit of a new position with a bit of a new role and responsibility within the team and the way that Freya wants to play. And if that's the case, I kind of back Endo to be able to be that that tricky player that's able to be creative, but also have that high energy, but also be able to get by players 1v1. So yeah, I see her as having a very good year if they do end up having to rely on her as a midfielder. Um do you want me to just go in a team MVP or do you want to give your surprise? No, nah, do your team MVP. Okay. My team MVP, 
Listen, I'm going to say it right to you. We've talked about it before. Samoa and Charlie. I very much feel like people forgot. And her Hawaiian buns. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> I, I very much feel like people forgot the type of goal scorer that Simone Charlie can be. I think in 2021, she was right there in the, in the middle of the golden boot race. And she happened to pick up an injury in middle of August and then didn't play again until October. And when she played again, they didn't start her. And so that was a little frustrating. But when they started starting her, she her very first start that year, she got a goal. She ended up picking up five and the subsequent starts. And I just think she is a very underrated goal scorer in this league. I think she can create her own shot on the dribble. She's also extremely good in the air as well. And I just think that like if she can stay healthy and they can get some service to her, I think she'll also have a lot of help. Uh, with Alyssa Thompson. Don't know how much she's going to play, but the threat of that speed is real, really real. We kind of we, we saw that uh, in that preseason with uh, with Club America. That was just that was just a highlight and and just an incredible highlight. So I'm looking for Simone Charlie to have a big year and end up uh, in the race for the Golden Boot, like deep into the season. Yeah, I completely agree. I think people really did forget uh, Simone Charlie and how she uh, consistently dunks on people. <laughs> Especially from the corner flag. She like literally so dominant in the air. All right, for me, so one is a surprise player, but not really. Like, I think people are going to be surprised about Alyssa Thompson, but it's not like she's an unknown player. But like, I think people are going to be surprised at just how good she's going to be um, from the small highlights that, well, not small, quote unquote, but the highlights that we saw of her from their game against Club America. Her acceleration speed is... Good God. Um, so, yeah. And, but I also think another surprise player for me is actually going to be Madison Hammond. Ooh. Um, we saw her step up in the midfield, which I thought was kind of interesting. I I definitely think she grew into the game. And with Angel City, um, hopefully they don't get hit by the same injury bug that hit them last year. But I think whether she's on the back line or maybe pushing up into the midfield a little bit, I kind of liked what was happening. I, I just, I was starting to enjoy it. So I think, um, yeah, if she gets more and more minutes in either position, she's really going to be a star this year. But actually, my team MVP is going to be Sarah Gordon. <laughs> yeah. uh, Chicago's Iron Woman, uh, before she got traded, or before she left Chicago to go to Angel City, um, obviously not having her last year was just good, like, was a huge miss for them, just at how, quite simply, how good she is. Super smart on the ball, makes great movement. Um, occasionally, she can just... Like, I remember, what was it? Uh, I think it might have been in, what, the 2021 third uh, playoff game versus Gotham. She just, like, went for a little run in the middle of the game and just really just, like, literally started breaking lines of press um, and getting and pushing the ball up the field and it, you know, turned into an opportunity for Chicago. So, yeah, for me, she's going to be their MVP. I think she's just going to come in and um, start cracking heads and taking names, and I'm really excited to see it. Yeah, yeah, I, I dig that. I would love a Sarah Gordon revenge tour. Um, I, I really do think that folks forgot uh, how good she is. And, you know, and, and even again, you know, I say off the top, you know, it the injuries really, really, I mean, derailed what was shaping up to be a very interesting season. I mean, you have every, all those players that they had for their first year healthy throughout the course of the season. And I think that's a very different season uh, for, for Angel City. Now, the problem is some of those players are still injured. And some of those players are no longer with the club. So that's also going to be kind of interesting to see how they go. So let's see. Prediction. 
my prediction is actually going to be about where they're going to finish. Um, and okay. I believe, I believe this team, I want to see it. I want to see it. I'm, I don't know if I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to build myself up to say it because a lot of teams got very good, but I believe that Angel City is going to do enough to get themselves into the playoffs this time Ooh. around. That's my prediction. I think other mm. players are coming in, so that's what it's based off. And they end up with this same roster <laughs> at the end of the season. I, I may come. I, I, I reserve the right to amend this take, but I think that they know what they need, and if they end up securing one of those pieces, they're like a piece away from being a very, very good team. And I've, I've got faith in them. So that's my prediction. Courtney, what about yours? Yeah, that's gonna be. Yeah, that's them making it to the playoffs. It's like, I want to agree with you, but I also am looking at like all the other things that other teams are doing. Yeah, that's what, so it's that's like, what made me hesitate. Uh, <laughs> hmm. Okay, I'm going to go in another direction and I'm, because they decide, well, I had a prediction and then I disagreed with myself. So now I'm just stalling <laughs> because I was like, mm, this might happen, but now I don't 100% think so. But I will say if she stays healthy that, um, I'll say that Sarah Gordon will be in the running for Defender of the Year again. Ah, that see, that was gonna be my other one. Nice. I'm glad somebody said. I think that's like a that's a good like it's a thing that I'm fairly confident will happen. All right, I dig it. Okay, all right. Let's any move on. any say that oh. again. I was saying let's move on unless you have something else. Oh Imagine. no, I think I think that's it. That's it. We move straight on to the Chicago Red Stars. So for the Chicago Red Stars, we saw a lot of turnover with them this past year. Uh, some key additions, as we mentioned before, Kara Caro joined. Uh, Julia Bianchi has joined. We have a, now a healthy Tierna Davidson back. Um, and also Jenna Bike joined from Gotham. And then for some key losses, like key is a huge word here. Uh, they have um, Morgan Gatra has left. Vanessa DiBernardo has left. Danielle Colaprico has left. The, the whole midfield is gone. Sarah Lubert has left. Um, we also have not seen the return of Kalia Watt, who is a free agent. Yeah. Um, and she has not signed a new deal with the club. So she's a free agent. We don't know necessarily where she's going to end up. I have... A quick stat for you, by the way. You mentioned the key losses. Morgan okay. Gattraw, Vanessa DiBernardo, Danielle Colaprico. Do you know the last time that none of those players were on in the midfield for the Chicago Red Stars? Do you know the 2013? Year? There it is. 2013. Almost a decade. Pretty much, I guess, a decade. It's, the, entire, it's the entirety of the wild. NWSL. <laughs> right. That is wild. Just absolutely wild. DiBernardo was also their club captain. Mm -hmm. Those are big misses. Those are really big losses. So, Andre, what? who's going to be your surprise player? This is interesting. It's just because I feel like messing with you again. I kind of want to say gold machine, Carrie Ricaro, but I'm not going to do it because that would be a little silly. Um, but, yeah, this is going to be an interesting one. Um, I think that last year... They relied a lot on some of their rookies, um, especially to, to kind of like try to supplement the goal scoring in the form that just Mallory Swanson, then Pew, was on. So like Ava Cook and Ella Stevens are going to be very interesting. Sarah Griffith as well. So I'm kind of interested in those players year two and the leap they could possibly make. 
But to me, honest, I think there's absolutely no doubt about it. You look at the losses and it's the midfield. They basically have to rebuild their entire midfield. And that doesn't sound fun. And it's going to be very interesting and difficult to do. But I think that's also where if you don't see a massive drop off, you're going to be able to spotlight some players and be like, yo, you balled out. So I'm kind of thinking I'm going to select Julia Bianchi, Brazilian player that was brought over. Um, I think that that I love that so many Brazilians were signing the NWSL. And I just think that her style of play suits very well to what they want to do. And so I'm thinking she can make herself an anchor in that midfield. And we kind of see the the Red Stars and the Red Stars attack look similar to what it looked like last year. I'm thinking, yeah, she's going to ball out. So I'm going with Julia Bianchi. And then, you know, if you want me to do team MVP, I feel like it's easy. Thank you, Dansby. It's going to be Mallory. Stop. <laughs> um, yeah, I actually think having, yeah, Julia Bianchi is a player who I'm very, very excited to watch. Um, she came over from Palmeiras out of, like, out of Brazil. And so, oh, technically, if we want to go all the way back to Red Stars glory, she's following in the footsteps of Formiga, who once yes. played for the Chicago Red Stars. History. Um, Hashtag. However... Uh, oh, I also, sorry, I also forgot to mention in a key loss, uh, we learned that Sarah Waldmo has mm. retired as well. So yeah. even when one of their midfielders was injured and who would come in, they, where is Chicago's midfield? <laughs> um, so yeah, I am very, very excited to see Julia Bianchi. I think for me, their surprise player, who's not super surprising if you watched Gotham up close, uh, it's going to be Jenna Bike. Anytime she came in for Gotham and they like played her basically as uh, kind of an outside back, really, even though if I'm being honest, when she would come in, she would really play as a wing back um, from her forward out of Boston College and Chicago has listed her as a forward. So I think she's going to be a lot of fun and add, um, you know, a lot of energy. And she's also another one who is super quick. So if you get her and uh, her and Mal on the counter, they, they can, <laughs> there are two very, very quick players. Um but yeah, for me, like obviously, I think their team MVP is gonna be Mal. Like, just the scoring form that she's on is absolutely insane. Um, oh, Andre, you know who we forgot to add in our key additions? Who? The return of Case Kruger. That's right. She's back she with is her baby. Back. Love that for her. She's <laughs> back with her baby. So also, she's gonna tear it up. Um, but yeah, I think so. Yeah, obviously, to me, their team MVP. I think she's been their team MVP for what? The past three seasons, really since she joined. Yeah, I was going to say ever since she's been <laughs> uh, Since she's been there, Mal has always been their team MVP. So I don't think it's a huge stretch or a hot take to say that she's going to be their team MVP again. Thank you, um, I guess I got taught her how to kick up soccer ball the way they talk about him. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I'm a little bit concerned about Chicago. I can't lie. You see their roster. They, they've only rostered two goalkeepers, which is... yeah chaos like what do you mean they've only rostered two goalkeepers you know Alyssa's going to the world cup so then who are you bringing you only have two goalkeepers like that's it's absolutely insane to me um yeah that they only have two goalkeepers on the roster um like that's act that's actually baffling and yeah when Alyssa Nair goes to the world cup um they're gonna I guess need to sign someone else but yeah I am even though they like you know have brought in 
obviously we mentioned Bianchi. Um, Addie McCain has also come over from the current, um, and Kara Ricaro is coming from Angel City. I'm still quite concerned about their midfield. And so that's why, and I don't know if this is a little hot take, that I don't know if Chicago makes it to the playoffs. That's my prediction. I don't think they make it. I think they're around it. I think they're still around, maybe the like on the bubble of it. Um, but I think with Mal very likely go- going to the World Cup, and obviously we know the schedule has changed. Um, we're really at the time it's going to be what a lot of I believe Challenge Cup games, and mm-hmm. uh, these international players aren't going to be missing a lot of cup games in general. That's still just like a lot of minutes on the body of so many of these players, um, and probably leaving you know a little bit early like before the actual international window starts. So that's why, yeah, my prediction is that Chicago does not make the playoffs. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I agree with that prediction. And I, I don't really think it's a bit hot takey. And, the, and here's the reason why. And it's almost the reason why you kind of like gave me the side eye with the, with the Angel City prediction is that I think that some teams are going to perform better or seem better than they were last season. But just because of the overall growth and development of many teams in this league, they may not finish higher in the table. And that's something that I think is going to be true for a, for a couple teams. So I'm thinking like not to not not to spoil alert myself, but I think this is going to come up again. Uh, so yeah, that's that's I kind of agree with that prediction. Even though I really liked Chris Petrocelli's when he came in, his three at the back system is very different. It's pretty unique. It's it you know I've I usually I've given my beef before with three at the back systems because I think they often turn into five at the back and they're just not not creative at all. They just kind of try to pick, get spaces out wide on like counters and all that. And yeah, it can be effective, but it's not, you. but it's not my, my favorite, favorite formation. I, I'm saying the way that it's coached often <laughs> I'm joking, when it's I'm played correctly. I like it. And I think that he has a version of it that is played correctly. Question is like you said, can you do that without the midfield that you had, which was honestly one of the best midfield units in the league? So they're not going to have that. That's going to be difficult. So you know what my prediction is? Are you ready? I guess so. I guess so. Goal machine going to score more goals for Chicago than she did for Angel City. Think she scored four for Angel City? <laughs> I'm giving her five. Okay. Goal machine, Carrie Ricardo, five goals, my prediction. Somebody going to need to step up. It's going to be Ricardo. I'm here okay. for it. <laughs> Yeah, you know, and it was funny because, I mean, I try really hard not to read into too many, like, preseason performances about, like, you know, what it means for a team. Because, um, obviously, you know, it's preseason, things are changing. Like, I remember a lot of people were like, Gotham lost to Chicago 3-1, but it was like they also played three 45-minute periods, <laughs> like, which was weird. Like, it wasn't like a game. Like, so, um, and so, yeah, I just think... Well, and, yeah, and the funniest part about that, yeah, was that, like, the three, four, five minutes was wild. But, yeah, I think Chicago, yeah, I just, I'm not really feeling it for Chicago. I hope they change my mind, because I think the Casey kruger Malpew connection will be very strong, and it'll be very nice. Um, but, yeah, I think in the NWSL, what, like, your wins and losses often, or more often than not, is, to me, really uh, controlled by who, like, who is your midfield in that midfield battle, even in a league that can at times be very transitional, you know, having three great midfielders or really four great midfielders that Chicago had and Gutrop, DiBernardo, Colaprico, um, and Waldmo. Um, yeah, I'm just a little bit concerned for them. Just a wee bit concerned. 
So I, I think it's also fair to say this with Chicago is that we also know that front office wise, owner wise, they're going through some things. That too. Um, th- their owner has said he's going to sell the team at some point. That has still not happened. Uh, I know that we talked to or got the chance to to participate in a media kind of availability session with Commissioner uh, Jessica Berman, and she mentioned that those processes are ongoing, but she didn't have specific details. Um, it does sound like they're doing a lot of vetting, so it'll be interesting to see who ends up taking over there. But I think that this team is very much kind of waiting to move on to its next chapter and the sale of this team being held up and Arnhem still being, you know, theoretically in the league is a little bit, um, I would say, frustrating, probably very frustrating for the players and staff that are still there and want to move on. But hopefully the end result is something that work that comes fairly soon (laughs) and they're able to do something. I mean, we've, we kind of saw with the spirit that, you know, when the team was sold fairly late, it took a while. You know, they had a poor season and then you finally get an off season where the new owner can start to do some things. And I think this is going to be a similar season because there's a lot of rebuilding that they need to do and can't really do yet until you have an owner with a new vision, new commitments, new investment, all of that stuff. And right now they don't have all of that. So this is kind of a season to like hang on. And so even though we're kind of looking at the midfield and being like, yeah, y'all are struggling, we know why. We hear you. We feel you. But, you know, when you look at it as like on the pitch results, we kind of feel like that's what it's going to be. Still got fire fits, though. Love that jersey's nice. That jersey is nice. And the way they dropped it was nice, too. It really was. Like, I listen, finally some heat. Finally some heat. We've been missing it from the NWSL, and I'm disappointed Chicago always comes through. All right, so Gotham. Lots of movement with Gotham. Even though I'd say with Gotham, it's more movement in than movement out. (laughs) Surprisingly, more than not. All right, so key additions. There's like nine of them. (laughs) Uh, All right, so Abby Smith has come in from Portland. Yasmin Ryan has also come in from Portland. Kristen Edmonds has come in from uh, Kansas City. Kelly O'Hara has come in from Washington. Jenna Neischwanger was a fourth overall draft pick coming out of Florida State. Um, and while we are still waiting for it to be announced in the press release, Gotham did say they extended a deal to Sinead Fairley. I love that. Which, if you have never heard a single episode of this podcast, <laughs> buckle up. Because I have been watching Sinead Fairley since I was literally like 12. <laughs> like, because my older sister went to UVA, played with Sinead, also played with Morgan, Gatron, Danny. She's played with a bunch of players who now play in the NWSL. <laughs> However, she also played with Sinead. And I'm not kidding you when I say, when I used to watch her play, it was some of the, like, for, <laughs> I don't want to say like for college soccer, like I don't want to give that caveat, but man, she was so good. Bro, she was so good. <laughs> and like, obviously we know she had, like has not played in a very long time. So it might be, you know, if she decides to join the team and, you know, get back in and get some minutes, um, you know, it might be a small learning or not learning curve, but just like adjustment curve to like previously not being like not being a professional athlete to, you know, coming into being a professional athlete. But boy, I'm so excited if she joins. Like, I cannot lie. I am so excited. She like y'all just like don't well, some of y'all might know, but like 
I'm telling you, when she used to get on the ball, she was truly one of the best midfielders that I had seen at that time on the ball. Like, it kind of reminds me, at least at the time. So obviously, you know, memories are going to be a little bit more rosy. Especially for me as a 12-year-old, a 12-14 year old. But like, Andre, you know sometimes in the way where Rose is on the ball and the world kind of slows down a little bit? Yes. I promise you that's how it was for me watching Sinead at UVA when I was little. I'm like literally so geeked out. I'm so excited. I You can probably hear it in my voice. <laughs> I'm like literally so excited. Um, another key addition, because I went over almost all of them, uh, Lynn Williams of the Kansas City Current. Obviously, you know, there was a lot of controversy in how she came, but she is here. And boy, am I excited to watch her in person too. Because that's just like, it's great. I'm literally, I'm so excited. Um, so yeah, that is some of Gotham's key additions. Other uh, key losses are Paige Monahan, who left to go to Racing Louisville. Ashlyn Harris retired. Is that uh, loss? What? I didn't say it. What did I say? <laughs> I said I didn't say it. I said, is that a loss? Even more. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought you. I thought you were saying that I like mispronounced someone's name, and I was like, yeah, what do I do? Okay. Um, uh, Jen Cujo has left the team. Rumored to be with. North Carolina, but has not confirmed anything. Uh, Dami Richardson has also left the squad as well as Nicole Baxter. And then we learned uh, Taryn Torres has tore her ACL. Very sad mm. for Taryn Torres uh, because the ACL bug needs to leave women's soccer once and for all. Please get out of here. We don't uh, We don't want you back. Just leave us alone. Um, but yes, those are Gotham's key additions and key losses. Yeah, so I'm I'm like, I'm extremely excited to see Sinead as well. I just think it is, first of all, the fact that she wants to come back to this league is massive. The league doesn't deserve it, given what she's been through. And so I think the fact that she's even attempting to do that, we saw Mana Shim do that. She was in training, uh, was it last season, uh, ahead of the inaugural season with San Diego. Um, Then ended up going, but she did her own thing. She's doing her own thing, um, trying to right some wrongs and kind of build things and layers of protection from... um, a different position within uh, soccer. So shout out to her. Um, so Sinead being here to do this is amazing. The fact that it seems like she's very close to accepting a contract offer and we'll have to see. Um, I think it also speaks to what Gotham has done internally with the culture to be able to make a player who has been through so much feel comfortable enough to consider coming back and playing in the league specifically for that for for that team as well. Because I don't think any team, I think it has to be a right culture. When you've been through the kind of things you've been through, um, you're gonna you're gonna make try to make sure you're in a safe spot. And it seems like Gotham has provided that, so I love that. Personally, I'm extremely excited as well for Lynn Williams. I think the thing that some, sometimes folks in this league just don't just just kind of like doom everybody else because they don't do the right things. Lynn saying she was shocked by that trade from from Kansas City. I think that is just prime revenge tour motivation. And so Mm -hmm. I'm just going to roll straight into it because, well, actually, no, I'm not going to roll straight into it because I I, I still got, like, Lynn's not going to see it be a surprise. I think folks are going to, you should know what Lynn's capable of by now. And I think you're going to see Lynn on a tear. We saw already that (laughs) if you had any concerns that that injury was going to dampen her speed even a little bit, you saw already with the U.S. Women's National Team that nope. that is not the case. She said jokes. <laughs> you think I'm slowing down? 
Right. <laughs> Literally jokes on you. It was like, okay, Lynn, you are different, different, extremely different. Um, so yeah, so let me think. My surprise player, you know who I really want to go with? I, honestly, I kind of go with Jenna Nyswanger. That's because I, I wasn't I wasn't necessarily sure. Like it really depended on what team she was going to end up going to. And I think she went to a team that's really going to be able to utilize her skills. And I just think with the attacking talent they have, if she's able to sync with those players that are incredibly quick, she's very good at through balls and finding angles behind the line. I think she has an opportunity to be a really, really important piece throughout the season as she kind of grows and gets used to the professional game. So yeah, I think she's going to surprise some folks. There are a lot of, to be honest, there's a lot of players coming from college that I think are ready to step in and do th- do work in their uh, first years. You know, we kind of got used to that a little bit last season when Naomi Gurma uh, run Rookie of the Year and Defender of the Year. We saw Trinity Robin. She could have been a league MVP, but she was just, like, incredible and led the spirit in a number of, like, important um, games to to win. So, like, yeah, I'm thinking that Jenna Nyswanger won't necessarily be, like, that level where she's going to be, like, an MVP candidate. But given the talent around her, I don't think she needs to be. But I do think that she's going to... She's going to rack up some assists and I think it's going to she's going to look like she's been with the team for a while. So that's my surprise player. Team MVP. This completely depends on Vladko. (laughs) (laughs) Who he takes and who he doesn't. If he leaves Lynn Williams in the NWSL, she is going to terrorize everybody. And then she will be the team MVP, possibly the league MVP. But I think. Uh, with, without that, I will say my other team MVP pick, because I don't know if he's going to bring her like it to me, it's whichever one he doesn't take. I don't think he's going to take Lynn and Midge. We'll have to see. I'd like him to, because I think they do different things, but whoever he doesn't take to me is going to be the MVP of the team. Get out of my brain. That was also my, (laughs) (laughs) um, my team MVP for Gotham. It's either Lynn or Midge. Honestly, you could take Lynn to the world cup and she still might come back and terrorize the league um (laughs) yeah so yeah team mvp it's yeah it's either gonna be lynn or or mitch because it's lynn because she's like literally jokes on you um you thought i was finished not not at all uh but then also if he doesn't take mitch to the world cup then mitch is gonna go on god mode um which is also just quite simply going to be fun and i me personally me personally i'm really excited even though I will not be there for the entire thing, which is why them changing up that Challenge Cup thing is very important. So I'm not missing Gotham League games because uh, Andre, we're manifesting that we're going to the World Cup. Don't forget to stop. Don't stop manifesting. Um, my surprise player, obviously, if you just heard me talk about Sinead for a minute straight. If she joins the team, that's going to be a surprise player. People are ready. Andre, I feel like I texted you this or like texted a group chat that we're in this. Like, I'm not joking on like, January 7. Whenever it was announced she was a non-roster invitee. Yeah. I was like, y'all just wait. Just wait. <laughs> so I'm really excited. Um, but if she does not join, which hopefully she does, but I think another surprise player is gonna be Bruninha. Young baller out of Brazil. We saw her get an an assist, and then she played. She got she got a regular assist during she believes I if I'm remembering correctly. But then she also got did like a hockey assist to Marta, who then assisted the ball to Dabinia, if I'm remembering correctly. But she had, like, a very good cross-heel ball. Anyway, I think she's going to ball out for Gotham. 
obviously I do expect that she goes to the World Cup, but I think um, it's just going to be, she's just going to be really, really bright this season. It's going to be her first full-time in the league because she really came, I think uh, she only got like maybe one game yeah, last year. Yeah, I think year. she came in like what, late August last year? So yeah. No, she came in like October. Oh, was it they even that late? Yeah, wow. they announced her in August, but like visa issues and things like that, she didn't join the team until quite late. Um, I want to say it might have been Gotham's second to last home game, I want to say, um, when she came in. So really not a lot of time with the team. So it's going to be her first full season in the NWSL, and I think she's going to shine. Um, so yes, I'm very, very excited for Gotham. And actually, my prediction is going to be Amoros, Juan Carlos Amoros is going to be in the running for coach of the year. I think he's going to cook. I just think he's going to cook. Yeah. Because we saw him come in and do some really fun things with Houston. Yeah. And he was only there for what, like three months, if that. He wasn't there for a very long time. Um, So I just, I think he's now got some experience in the league. Well, I did not disagree. (laughs) I did not agree uh, with what he did for Houston's last game and taking out Ebony Salmon. That was silly. However, I think he has probably learned Mm -hmm. his lesson. (laughs) (laughs) um and so and also just with i mean we mentioned the key additions that gotham has brought in obviously missing a player like Paige monahan is going to be a big loss for gotham because she was really good on the counter and was getting into really good areas last season even though she didn't necessarily have wasn't getting as many goals as she hoped to but she was still getting in a lot of the right positions um even though i heard that louisville is trying to make her right back which we're going to talk about later but (laughs) Um, I do think with the addition of Lynn Williams, like, first of all, good God, but also Jenna Nyswanger and Edmonds, who's a Swiss Army knife of a player, too. <laughs> like, um, Gotham has just made some really, really smart moves in the offseason, um, and I'm excited about it. Yeah, I think I think so, too. I think people, you know, I've heard that people have said, you know, on, on other previews that they, they still have a big question mark about Gotham's defense. And I just think that when, like... Last year, a bit a, a big part of the problem was goalkeeper and the miscommunication because that defense, when they had different goalkeeper behind them, was quite Changed. good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we we talked about a little bit, you know, the 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 Gotham Gotham Force Field became a, a thing that people talked about, but it was also just good defending to usher players into predictable shots, and therefore the goalkeeper was able to come up with saves. That kind of organization wasn't really there. And so that was a problem. And so I think now that you have, you know, you have an upgrading goalkeeper, I think Kristen Edmonds is a massive piece. We saw what she did with Kansas City in that defense. Um, mm-hmm. I think, unfortunately, with Kelly O'Hara, it's just really going to depend on her fitness. If she can play, <laughs> I don't know how much she's going to play if I'm being the most on herself. That's the thing. If she can play, good. Like she, like the spirit guy, guy, you know, a lot of games from her in 2020, in 2021. They ended up doing very well, defensively solid. They got into the championship game and won it. 2022, she started three games, and that wasn't good. So, like, yeah, it really depends on that part of it. But I think the defense is going to be improved. I think the goalkeeping unit is going to be improved. So, for me, my prediction is just straight up, the good vibes are back. Like, Gotham is a very vibey team to me. So, either the vibes are very good or they're very bad. (laughs) So, for me, (laughs) I feel like this, like, I'm excited about this Gotham team because we got the return of good vibes. Yeah. And I also, I do want to say with the defense, like, obviously, like, yes, it was not ideal that Gotham was not, 
was conceding a good amount of goals last season, but I also like they also just weren't quite simply scoring goals. I mean, t- to me, there's no better encapsulation than what turned into a three 0 loss at home versus Angel City, where they literally scored and it was not counted. <laughs> like to me, there's no better encapsulation of that. Of like you had get an early goal like that, m- maybe vibe of the game changes, maybe some different things happen. But yeah, like Ali Krieger had an incredible season last year. We obviously losing um, a player like Estelle Johnson, which I f- we forgot to mention in key losses. Very sorry to friend of the pod. Um, obviously losing a player like Estelle Johnson is not ideal, but you know, they still have Ali Krieger getting in a player like Kristen Edmonds who can basically play across the back line anywhere. Also shout out to happy birthday or happy now belated birthday to friend of the pod, Amani Dorsey. Yeah, um, yeah. But you know, you got Krieger Edmonds, the God, Mandy Freeman, fashion God, late slide tackle or last ditch tackle god mandy freeman um and so like i do think the changing goalkeeper will help um and we also you know having and i like it still to me isn't 100 percent sure who's going to be the starting goalkeeper for gotham so between um smith betos and mandy whose name she just changed her last name i now believe her name is mandy hot um you know that it, there's a lot of competition within Gotham. I think the defense as a whole has been fixed. Um, Cause I also, if I'm being most honest myself, a big change that happened with Gotham, I feel like in the defense starting to shore up more goals was just, I would say maybe like a clear game plan across the whole, um, especially when he Williams came in. So yeah, I think I would agree that vibes are back, but I do think Juan Carlos Amoros is just he's gonna he's gonna have something cooking in the background I'm confident in him okay and folks the dash the dash of the last club that we are going to talk about in this episode so let's get right to it key additions for the dash Havana Salon ended up joining the dash Diana Ordonez joined the dash that's just a wild one that happened during the draft. And that was just like, oh, excuse me, is this, excuse me, is, are these things that happen for real? Uh, and then Courtney Peterson as well. And then Barbara Oliveri, which honestly just turned 21, a young baller. This is going to be very plated Texas A&M. Very, very, very interesting skill set to go along with um, some of the other exciting players that they have. Of course, key losses, unfortunately, Nichelle Prince, ended up tearing her Achilles, and that's really unfortunate. We hated that, hated to see it, um, think it's going to be probably 2024 before she's back on a pitch, and that just hurts our heart to say. So uh, ancestral healing vibes and all of that to Nichelle Prince. And then for some reason, for some reason that we can't really understand, Michaela Abam was did not make the final roster. So that is something that doesn't really make a lot of sense. You got a player with an injury, and you got an attacker that's familiar with the team, uh, and they just kind of say, you know what, never mind. So uh, I don't like it. But that's kind of what happened. For me, I also think like Houston's going to be super fascinating. One, just because of how much talent they do have, but also they have a brand new head coach, Sam Leite. When we just talked about Gotham, Gotham stole. Amaros was <laughs> just like, oh, <laughs> nice coach you got there. Be ashamed if somebody just signed him. And uh, then Gotham just did it. It was like, well, yeah, Gotham that's cool. took a page out of Angel City's playbook. <laughs> right. So just just coach jacked him. And that's hilarious. Uh, and so they had to go out and they found uh, they were able to secure the services of Sam Leite, who was an assistant coach with Oil Rain for a long time. Very highly regarded. Don't know 
exactly the type of style he wants to play. I'm very much hoping it syncs with the players that they have because honestly, all I really want to see is Maria Sanchez cutting people up for, for 90 minutes and <laughs> dropping assists to Ordonez and Ebony Salmon. So that's really what I want to see. That Those three players right there should be able to do some incredible, very fun things to attack opposition goals. And that's what I hope we get to see. So I'm excited about this Houston Dash team, but given that they're still an unknown due to being under a new head coach, we're kind of going to have to wait to see how it goes. Yeah, I think, yeah, no, Noah Bam to me just feels extremely silly. Yeah. It just feels very silly to me, Um, especially when you know that there are going to be, you know, many players on your squad that are going to be leaving for um, the World Cup. Yeah. It was like, you know, like truly across all, you know, across all, um, across all the lines. Do you want to give a shout uh, for key additions? Do do you want to give a shout to uh, Jalissa Harris, who they signed from the draft? I think she's going to be a young baller and it's going to be fun. Um, Yeah, Houston, 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 Houston. But I'm going to go and say who I think is going to be my uh, surprise player this year. And I think it's going to be Caprice Didasco. Ooh, not like not saying that she's not a known a known defender. She won Defender of the Year literally two seasons ago. <laughs> um, however, last season Gotham vibes were just off yeah. across the board, um, and she did go join Houston. And I think that was like honestly a really smart pickup for her. Or sorry, a pickup for Houston. And I think she's just gonna show up and be like, "Y'all forget about me." Hmm. Um. And yeah, she's gonna ball out. And then for my team MVP, I flip flop on this because I really thought it's either going to be Maria Sanchez or Diana Ordonez. <laughs> like <laughs> it's going to be one of those two. I would also say Ebony Salmon, but I very much expect Ebony Salmon to be going to the Women's World Cup this summer. Yeah. So yeah, though I'm maybe I'll give them a tie, and it'll be between Ordonez and Maria Sanchez because they're both incredible players. We saw Ordonez. Honestly, if it were not for Naomi Gurma, just like walking on the scene and being like, hello, it's my time. Um, she like what? She broke the rookie scoring record. Um, she was absolutely fantastic last year. And they're, she's going to score them a lot of goals. And also she's going to be home and have, you know, home family support. Not saying she didn't have that at North Carolina, but like she's literally from Houston, Texas. <laughs> so um I think she's going to come in and just continue balling out. And then if you've ever watched anything that Maria Sanchez has ever done, you know, she's going to embarrass someone and also ball out. So that's why they're tied for my team MVP. (laughs) Yeah. So we, we, yeah, yeah. I think that to be honest, that kind of stands out too. What I was going to say, and this is kind of an unfortunate situation. Hopefully it looks silly in hindsight by the time y'all are listening to this, but I was going to say my surprise player was going to be Reyna Reyes. Um, it's a rookie. I know I'm kind of doing that a, a bit. I had Jenna Nyswanger in the last section, but I really do think that some very talented players came out of college that people don't quite know yet. And I think Reyes could be a very, very good player, especially if she gets some time to like solidify, get herself comfortable at that like left back position. She's a very, very difficult uh, defender to get by 1v1. And she also has some, um, she, she has very good movement in the final third, which is something that you don't necessarily get. Normally you want a fullback to stay wide, but I think she could come inside and combine, which would allow Maria Sanchez to get even wider um, on the left as well. Like, I just think they could combine very, very well. 
but she hasn't really signed yet. So we'll have to see <laughs> if that happens. TBD. <laughs> exactly. So I'm still going to keep it there. If not, I'm going to say Courtney Peterson because I really wanted the spirit to make this move. It always felt like she was going to end up being out of Orlando for whatever reason. It never really seemed like she was on board to be with their you know, rebuild, even though to me, she's a very good player. So um, I think I think Courtney Peterson could be a good surprise where that move kind of went a little under the radar, but I think it's a very good move by the Dash. Um, and uh, yeah, my MVP, Maria Sanchez. I just think that like there's no better left foot in the game in the NWSL. She's just absolutely incredible, cuts people up, drops dimes. I'm just absolutely here for all of it. So yeah, I think she's going to continue that um, streak and be an incredible player for the club. Okay. Courtney, your prediction for the Houston Dash. Diana Ardonia's golden boot in the running. Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say she's in the running for golden Whoa. boot uh, because that. we saw her score a bundle of goals last season, and yeah. which pains my heart. Mexico are not going to the World Cup, <laughs> which is deep pain in my heart. Wow, that is that right there, Rousers. I like I, she's either golden boot or she's gonna be like top three. Yeah. Oh, wait, I just remember Lynn is back. Wait a second. <laughs> Lynn changes a lot of the math. She, she really does. She, changes she, a lot of math. she just breaks all equations <laughs> that I had. Okay. Huh. Hmm. Now, wait. Fuck. I really was coming around on this. <laughs> and now, now my brain has changed. Mm. Good. Good. <laughs> I mean, I like it because I do think Ordonez can definitely crack double digits again. Just depends on how many is like, what's the bar going to be? That's the thing. Does Lynn go to the World Cup? Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, okay, I'm going to change this and say, I'll say she's, oh, but then Ebony Salmon is also, god damn it. I didn't think about this. I thought about this, but I didn't. I. Hmm. Okay, I'll say Houston makes playoffs. <laughs> I've changed my <laughs> But I do think that Houston can make the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What? Uh, who am I removing from playoff contention? I'm. I don't have a prediction for Houston. I. I just argued against everything <laughs> I said. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I'll. You know. I'll say Ordonez top five goal score. Goal scored this year. I'm. I believe in her. That's what I'm gonna say for Houston because I had it and then I said no. And I came up with another and I said, no. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to say. Okay. What is your prediction? My prediction is I am setting the over-under for hat tricks by Ebony Salmon at one and a oh, half, which basically means I think she's going to get at least prediction. two hat tricks this season. That is a great prediction. When she scores, she scores in bunches. Like yeah. So, I, I yeah, I'm here. At least two hat tricks. I don't know against who. I don't know when. I don't even know what competition. She might just tear up the Challenge Cup. I have no idea. But I just know that like in an NWSL shirt with with the Houston Dash, I expect her to get at least two hat tricks this season. Yeah, I just might have to nix my prediction because now I've just been arguing in my brain for like, for all the times. Dang. Um, My prediction is that Maria Sanchez... Oh, you know what? This is a good prediction. Maria Sanchez has at least six nutmegs. <laughs> that, that might happen in the first quarter of the season. I know it's an easy prediction. <laughs> She's violent. <laughs> She's real violent. She has, yes, yeah, she has at least two nutmegs. I'm oh, sorry, six nutmegs. I'm fully confident in that. 
Okay. And one of them will happen on national television. <laughs> Ooh, there we go. Now we're talking. I like that. Yes. Be on they'll the be lookout. I'll be on CBS Sports Network four times on <laughs> national television. I love it. I love it. Okay. And that's it for, for this episode. Hey, on the next episode, we are going to talk about oh i said that too quick before i can scroll up we're gonna do kansas city north carolina oil rain and orlando pride we'll see y'all there Bye. thanks for listening to diaspora united podcast please subscribe and rate and review us anywhere you get your podcast follow us on twitter at diaspora united pod that's diaspora utd pod and message us if there's anything you want us to talk about in our next podcast see you next time